Jensen, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, Episode 81. MSNBC was wrong to suspend Keith Olbermann. Well, that happened on Friday, November 5th. I'm doing this podcast episode on Sunday, November 7th. And as of now, about, oh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, standard time, because we set the clocks back last night, Oberman is still suspended. So I thought I'd discuss this with you a little. Who knows, by the time you hear this, Oberman may be back on MSNBC. He may be on CNN. Who knows where he may be on no broadcast outlet. Well, to get to the crux of this issue, I think MSNBC was dead wrong to suspend Keith Olbermann for the reasons stated, which were that he contributed money to three Democratic candidates in the election just passed. Now, just to be clear, I've been a rather severe critic of some of Olbermann's histrionic rants over the years. In fact, there's an earlier episode of Light On, Light Through, in which I take Olbermann to task for his constant condemnation of 24, one of my favorite television shows. Not that Oberman wasn't entitled to dislike the show, but he made the ludicrous link between 24, an entertainment show, and the Bush administration, claiming pretty much that the producers of 24 were deliberately doing Bush's bidding. And in fact, anyone who knows anything about how television works knows that the producers of 24 and Fox Entertainment were just trying to produce a show that was as popular as possible, that is, did as well as possible in the ratings. There may well have been a political point of view in 24, but it is absurd to think that the producers of the show were taking orders from the Bush administration. And I was no fan of Oberman's caustic attacks on Hillary Clinton during the Democratic primaries in 2008. And although I agree with some of Oberman's critiques of Fox News, I think Oberman's constant bashing of Bill O'Reilly over the years was over the top and, in fact, weakened the few legitimate criticisms that Oberman did have about O'Reilly. So I'm no fan in general of everything that Oberman has been doing over the years. But I found his suspension by MSNBC to be an outrage because what it does is it furthers the myth that media are supposed to be objective, disinterested in everything that they cover. Now, certainly news should be reported accurately. But commentators like Keith Oberman are supposed to have strong political opinions. And if so, where exactly is the problem? in Oberman putting his money where his mouth is, that is, making monetary contributions to political campaigns that he deems worthy. I wrote a blog post about this on Friday. There'll be a link to it in the show notes to this podcast. 
over on lightonlighttrue.com. And that post was picked up over on Facebook in my status column and on Twitter. And there's been lots of discussion over there and, in fact, all over the web. And one of the points that someone made in response to my blog post is, well, look, if someone like Oberman contributes to political campaigns... What does that do to the integrity, the legitimacy of his interviews? If he interviews someone that he contributed money to, wouldn't that undermine the interview? How do we know if the questions Oberman is asking that interviewee are questions he might otherwise would not have asked? Well, that kind of question really makes no sense to me for several reasons. First of all, it's not as if Oberman was receiving contributions. That is, it's not as if politicians were paying Oberman whatever money, and then Oberman in turn put those people on his show. It was the other way around. If Oberman is giving money to someone that he wants to be on his show, clearly he supports that person's point of view. But then how do we know if the interview is a good interview? There's a very simple answer to that. Listen to the interview. Watch the interview. Were the questions pertinent? Were the answers satisfying? Did Oberman ask good follow-up questions? In other words... We don't need to look at the credentials of the interviewer to know if the interview was worthwhile. Why not? Because we have brains. We can judge whether the interview is good or not. This gets back to something I often talk about, the confidence in human rationality that great thinkers ranging from John Milton to Thomas Jefferson had which was that all of us are capable of separating truth from falsity, of understanding complex ideas and deciding whether or not they make sense, which is not to say that we don't sometimes make errors. We often make errors. It's not to say that we can't be misled. But given a free flow of information, sooner or later we come upon the truth and can recognize it as such. So we're perfectly capable of watching an interview and deciding, hey, there's something wrong with this interview. It's a cream puff interview. The truth of the matter is, I've also been saying for a while that Oberman tends to only interview people with whom he already agrees. That's one reason why I think Oberman, at least on that level, has not been as effective a commentator as Bill O'Reilly, who, even though I disagree with a lot of O'Reilly's political viewpoints, over the years O'Reilly has not been afraid to interview people with whom he disagrees, including me on several occasions. I think that makes for a more exciting and more useful television show. So... I don't get this concern that simply because Oberman is paying for an interview, if there's something that's being undermined in the interview, if there's something that is phony about the interview, we'll see that. 
will understand that. This is actually part of a much larger problem we have in our society. For example, editors of academic journals used to, maybe 40 or 50 years ago, read essays that were sent in to them, and they would decide whether or not to publish the essays. Nowadays, actually for years, decades, there's been a mania about sending out essays for external review. In other words, the editor, him or herself, does not have enough confidence in his or her own rationality to decide whether an essay is worthwhile. They have to send it out to someone else. So this all comes under a larger issue of we tend to rely too much on other factors in determining whether what's right in front of us makes sense. If it makes sense to us, if we can understand it, then we can judge it on its own terms, and we don't need to know really what went into the making of it. There have been plenty of abuses in journalism, to be sure. Think about what happened with Jason Blair at the New York Times several years ago, where he published blatantly false stories, stories that also contained plagiarized pieces from other stories not written by him. So I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any standards in journalism. But in the case of Oberman, first of all, he was not really performing as a journalist. He was performing as a commentator. And secondly, I don't get the logic of a standard that says that a commentator cannot contribute to political people that he is supporting and having on his show just does not add up to me. There's been an enormous amount of public reaction about this, and I have to say that I haven't been happy with the response of some of the people on MSNBC to the suspension of Keith Oberman. First, though, kudos to Chris Hayes, who refused to step in on Friday night and do Countdown, and boos to Thomas Roberts, who did and actually ran a pretty bland show. And I wasn't very happy with Rachel Maddow's comments, and I like Rachel. I think she's one of the best commentators on television. But rather than pointing out to MSNBC why they were wrong to suspend Keith Oberman, Rachel devoted most of her comment about the suspension to all the things that Fox has been doing wrong. What does that have to do about whether MSNBC was justified in suspending Oberman? Now, Rachel, of course, will be back on the air this week. I hope she says more. There's been some talk that MSNBC suspended Oberman because he was unwilling to go on the air and apologize for making the contributions. If that's right, well, I think Oberman was right in that as well. There's also a tendency in our society for people to be pressured to make apologies that they don't really mean. What good do they do? Oberman doesn't owe MSNBC or anyone an apology for contributing to a political campaign. It's sad about MSNBC. They're already doing miserably in the ratings. 
the people who run that operation just don't seem to understand the realities and public expectations of a 24-7 news and commentary station. For years, they've been airing canned documentaries late Friday nights and weekends rather than live news shows. I first noticed that during the Mumbai massacre. And then last year with the Christmas almost terrorist bombing of the plane. Over and over again, MSNBC drops the ball rather than being what it should, a true 24-7 news and commentary station. In fact, until very recently, they even ran reruns in the 10 p.m. primetime weekday spot. And they wonder why they're in last place. I was glad to see Lawrence O'Donnell given that spot. So, taking Oldman out of the lineup, I'm afraid to say, will only make MSNBC sink faster. And it's not a healthy thing for our political climate, because the progressive point of view that MSNBC presents deserves a good presentation. For some reason, talk radio and cable news seems to do great when it presents conservative viewpoints, but not very good at all in terms of ratings, when it presents progressive viewpoints. As someone who's a progressive libertarian, I would like to see both presented in as vigorous a way as possible. And, again, even though there was a lot that I found fault with, with Oberman, and I'm sure I'll continue to, uh, if and much more likely when he gets back on some air, NBC or other, well, Oberman does present that point of view very well, certainly in a provocative way that draws attention, which is what we want in our political climate. Now, how do I know all this? I'm only a professor. But you know what? It seems to me all too often that the students in my classes at Fordham have more on the ball in terms of understanding what's needed on television in coverage of politics than, well, at least in this case, the people who run MSNBC. The Light on Light Through podcast.